0: Hello there guys and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week I am once again joined by Chris and Dave from the Comics in Motion podcast. Now if you didn't tune in last week then I really recommend you go check that out before listening to this one as this is part two of our chat. You don't necessarily need to have heard the first part for anything in the second part to make sense but it makes for a much fuller conversation. Now, with Chris and Dave, not only are they the hosts of Comics and Motion and the creators of Comics and Motion, but they also are the hosts and creators of VHS Strikes Back and Chris and Dave's reality cast. Uh, Chris also has Wrestling Gold as well, which I spoke about a couple episodes ago. And my other podcast, Star Wars Comics in Canon, airs on the Comics and Motion feed. So lots of there to talk about. Couple of quick bullet points before the chat gets started. Uh, We speak about podcast production and editing, as well as a a huge mess up I did a couple weeks ago. Maybe it's a couple months ago now uh, with the In the Black podcast because I'm a dingus. But basically, I'm just a prat. Uh, We also speak about reality TV, Chris and Dave's reality cast, podcast audiences, listeners, interaction, YouTube, and that sort of thing. So that's what you can expect from this chat. Um, Just before the chat gets started, there will be a quick promo for the number one rerun podcast. So make sure you check those guys out they're a part of the brit pod scene which both comics in motion and genuine chit chat are a part of as well nice little collaborative network so yeah really cool chat today really hope you guys enjoy it and once the chat with chris and dave's finished i'll be back at the end to tell you guys what's coming up in the next few shows and things what i did in my episode of star wars comics and canon and a couple of other bits and pieces so yeah make sure you tune in to the end guys um i as i always say i really appreciate anyone listening to this chat Uh, i really appreciate anyone sharing it you know reviewing on itunes all those sorts of places although it's now apple podcasts but still i appreciate any interaction of any kind any listeners at all and any sharing so keep up what you guys are doing so i'll leave it there thanks so much again guys and i'll talk to you at the end hello this is a shameless promo
1: for number one rerun podcast We are Zoe and Carla and each episode we get pop culture nostalgic after asking the listeners one simple question, give us a date.
0: That's right, submit a date of your choice and you can hear anecdotes like the following. A little bit, I know he married Paula Abdul and then that was the end of him. What was the uh, um,
1: reality thing she did?
0: Oh, She did American American Idol. Idol, but before American Idol, I mean, she danced with a cat, which is weird. Because why was she going out with a cartoon cat? No, more to the point, she slept in a bed with the cat, Carla. She did lots with that cat. And you know what? You hear scandals about other people. Nothing's ever come out about that, which I find weird. Available free because you wouldn't pay for it on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean or anywhere else you can find podcasts. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton.
1: I think I found the same thing as as you did. And I think it's less so with the recording aspect of podcasting, but it's more the editing. Mm -hmm. When you hear yourself back speaking, something's jar with you. You know, when you're going, uh, and yes, uh, and it's a very natural thing to do. And then you're listening to yourself and you're like, Jesus Christ, can you say, uh, a bit more? (laughs) You know, and it is like, at first you're trying to edit them out and then you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, there's too many. And it's like, well, if I speak like this in work, fucking hell, I'd be falling asleep. So, you know, it kind of helps you to understand how does it feel when you're listening to me, you know, because when you're editing you are listening to yourself, but it's like you're listening to yourself as a third person. It's not really you. It's the recorded you. And so now I agree. It's definitely been a positive thing for me.
2: And what about you, Chris? Yeah, I think so as well. It's interesting because Dave's about the herb bit. When, when I used to do my other podcasts, the contextual one, and then I did a fitness one before that, and that was the figure four, which was the name of my personal training business at the time. And, Dave messaged me and I was like, I remember him he saying that he'd like, I said, What do you think of it? You feed this is well before we were even doing anything. And it was just one comment Dave said about you say Erm a lot. And I was like, You're joking. And I listened back and I was like, fuck me. <laughs> and obviously I'm trying not to say it now, but it's one of them where I literally would spend an hour editing them out then. It really like became a fucking obsession for every episode. I'm like, right? Um that's gone. Um That's gone. And I find that when I listen back to me doing podcasts, that if I can just flow, I very rarely say it. Like on the wrestling one, I've said it a couple of times because we're talking about a subject sometimes that we're both going into, me and the guest, that have never watched an event. So you're trying to find and you're tripping yourself up and Erms a very good link into getting back to what you know or thinking of something to say mm. but it fucking drove me mad it really did and when i listen now we me mean they very rarely say it, and i don't even think about when i'm editing i just literally looking for errors or if we've had to stop to get a brew or whatever you know things like that that you know life happens but i think also from the flip side is i have as much as like it's about the podcasting and that i'm doing a presentation at work a week on monday where Like these directors have approached me. They're like, "Can you do an interview?" Because Zoom, like Zoom now, Microsoft Teams, and they're like, "We want you to present it like a podcast." Well, we know you're the podcasting guy. Well, I know these other people in my business who do podcasts. There's a girl out who's got like a murder one, and it's fucking massive, I believe. But they've not gone to her. I don't know whether she's she's in or she may be furloughed. To be fair. But it's like, the whole company's like, yeah, Chris is the podcasting guy. But the director's asking me, I want to set a podcast up about webinars last week. One of the HR directors, I want to do it as a series. How do I, and sat there just writing stuff down that I'm telling him. And I'm like, look, I am self-taught. I am not an aficionado, but knowledge is power. And when you do something so long, I believe that uh, there's a saying that from DDP, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, wrestler, because I do his yoga and stuff. And, and he says it, and it's true repetition is the mother of learning Mm. and the more you do something the better you become at it whether like the editing Dave was the man for editing when we started I could edit a podcast but not like Dave can and I have just literally just self-taught myself yeah I know when sometimes I can listen and I go yeah you can hear Dave's there's a different um difference in our editing but no one else will be able to tell that who edits our podcast wouldn't know but you know you're just trying to get better at something Mm -hmm. because I am literally Mr Rush I fucking rush if I was one of the Mr Men I'd be Mr Rush (laughs) because it's like right get it right it's done you know and and I I trip myself up sometimes most of the time I don't but there is times there and and I think it's, it's just repetition doing stuff doing stuff doing stuff and you just become better at something but in my overall life I think because there was a singer in a band, and I wasn't the best singer in the world by any stretch of the imagination. And and you know, when I wanted to start doing that. I was fucking goddamn awful, <laughs> but by the end of it, I was a competent singer. I'm never going to win fucking X Factor or be singing up there singing Nessendorma to somebody or whatever. You know what I mean? But I, I was competent. I could do it in a band, and I, that was more repetition. Just getting better, finding tricks, finding ways around the song you shit at singing, but you know that you can get away with it, Hit, hide behind the band, pull off on the mic, these, these techniques. And that's like in anything you become good at, these techniques. But editing now is second nature to both of us. We can literally blast an episode. I'm sure you're the same, mate. can blast an episode off, in no time. Because yeah, when you're recording, you're also listening for have we fucked up today? Have we done this? Have we done that? You know, and you, you're whiz through. So but it's just little things you pick up doing it. But I do think as a, as a person, it's made me a bit less of a rush merchant, even though I do have my moments still, it, it making me take a deep breath sometimes, even though explaining this, I know I haven't taken a breath, but um, yeah, anyway. Well, no, yeah, I mean, I agree with, with my editing. I remember, <clears throat> Early on in the podcast,
0: I was like you guys. First of all, I'd say, um, constantly. And I've, I've tried to make a conscious effort to not say, um, as much. But obviously, I'm, I'm quite used to... I go off on one sometimes. I talk a lot. And I've with me and my mates, sometimes we can get interrupted quite quickly when if you haven't finished making your point. Not because anyone's rude, but because everyone's trying to say something. But saying, uh... Shows you're still going to say something rather than you just stopped. And that's why I think I've kind of picked up the habit of doing it. And I've tried to make an effort of not doing it as much. But when you go into editing and things, obviously we can edit them all out. I remember, yeah, first year or so of podcasting, I was. I've, I've been okay with editing because I used to do video editing because I used to have a YouTube channel and things. And when you've done video editing, audio editing is so much fucking easier than video editing. Jesus Christ. Video editing is awful. <laughs> Try to sync up audio and things and then you, oh, that person sneezed there, right? Let's clip that bit up. I'll make sure their mouth moves at the right time of this bit when you clip it back in. Oh, nightmare. But when it comes to editing early days, yeah I would be listening to every second like perfectly Okay. That person said um before it let's cut that um out. Oh that person said the same like when uh uh instead of just uh right, let's edit out that first ah like edit every single thing out so the whole thing is perfect. And you spend about three hours editing like forty minutes or something when it should really take you, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half or something. Um but you take so much longer. And then when you actually listen to podcasts where people say um occasionally as long as it's not to a ridiculous degree, you don't even really click with it. Because there was a podcast I did and I think I did it quite a bit. And I think one of my friends listened to it or maybe Megan did or something. And I was like, oh, that podcast was saying um all the time. And they're like, didn't even notice. Because I think a lot of the time, unless you know, a lot of the time when you say um or when you hear um, you don't necessarily consciously absorb it. When you remember a podcast, you don't remember all the ums necessarily. You remember the actual information. But when you're editing it and you can hear it constantly it it drives you a bit mad so i've had to kind of because i've obviously got now the the two podcasts and things and now that i live with megan and things i don't want to be sat like before i could sit in a room by myself and if i edited a podcast for six hours it doesn't matter because i'm not doing anything else but when it's six hours of podcast sitting is taking time away from me spending with my girlfriend or doing something more fun Then it becomes, okay, how can I do this better? And what I've started doing now is I do listen to podcasts, but normally I just make little notes. If someone coughs or something, I'll make a note of it. Or if I really trip over my words, I'll make a note. Or if I really horrendously interrupt someone. But apart from that, generally it's just if it's me with one other person, I kind of look at the the waveforms and things. See if there's any huge spikes, because that's normally like a cough or something and see if there's any gaps. Just because sometimes with audio latency or lag online or whatever, you know, someone asks a yeah. question and then there's a big gap. And if you listen to that, you go, God, that sounds like the most awkward conversation ever. But it's not really. But you have to edit it out and things. So I, I have found that with uh, with editing and things. It is is something that I've now better at editing. And my editing now sounds better than it ever did, but I actually edit less, which is quite
1: weird. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I think for us, Chris, it was probably so i'd done I, I dabbled a bit in an amateurish way with uh, sort of music editing mm. so you know kind of using um i think it was at sony's acid studio at the time i used to get i used to be up in the early hours of the morning sort of doing samples and dropping various beats now the, most of my kind of musical influence is more guitar based stuff but I, I found with just the computer i was doing all this fucking jungle shit and it's just it was just brilliant but you just get used to that editing process and so it was quite a natural thing for me to be able to do the editing so i was quite happy to go ahead just I'll, I'll do the editing and then I, I kind of know where we are and, and as we were feeling our way with what the format was going to be and you know what we were going to do and and everything like that so I was quite happy to go on and to be fair I mean Chris was was quite keen you know it's like no I'll I'll, I'll get in I, I want to do the editing I want to feel like and he's right you know it, it needs to feel like that partnership you can't have things all one way or or all the other and I think when we initially started, I think Chris wasn't at the same level that he is now, is the diplomatic way of it. <laughs> true.
2: No, it's true. Yeah. It's- no.
1: <laughs> so you'd have music and it'd be like, boom, stops. And then, you know, massive pause and then the vocals kick in or something like that. And it's just, it's one of those things that when you've been doing editing for a while, whether it's music, whether it's podcast, you know, conversational stuff, your ear just automatically picks stuff up for free. Mm. So stuff that's obvious when you've been doing it for a while isn't obvious when you haven't been doing it for a while. And so that's all it was. And so we started to sort of, you know, Chris would do some of the editing and then I'd, you know, in my uh diplomatic but sometimes blunt way I I say well okay this really needs to be better in this bit you know in this aspect or whatever and then eventually we got to the point where you know Chris was doing the editing as much as me and the thing where I was being meticulous is taking out all the errors and then making sure that you know when one person speaks there's not you know, maybe a millisecond, but no longer than a millisecond before the other person kicks in. So it sounds really snappy and one person's going to the other, whereas Chris wouldn't necessarily do that, but would get, you know, episodes out a lot quicker than I could. And when I'd listen back to the ones that Chris had done, I was like, you know what? I can't actually tell the difference. (laughs) All that extra effort is probably the only person who would ever notice is me. -hmm. You know, and it doesn't sound like the conversation is laboring. And and one of the things that's difficult over sort of radio slash podcasting is when you're doing it remotely, you can't see the other person. So sometimes those awkward pauses are just making sure you're polite and making sure that the other person has actually finished saying what they want (laughs) to say. And so. You know, those sort of things you might chop out, but some of the, you know, if someone's really thinking hard about a question and they're like, mm, you know, well, I don't know. And uh, we'll keep that in because it, yeah. it, it, it's sort of telling you that, well, it's not a straightforward yes or no thing. You know, they're, they're having to think about it themselves. So no, I, I agree. I think I, I'm not quite going to say less is more with the with the editing, but it is about finding that sweet spot with how much work do you put in, you know, compared to the
2: final end product. Mm -hmm. And also as well, Mike, we were that fucking long on comics emotions. They were, we were running for like nearly two hours. So, you know, you've got nearly four hours worth of editing mm. each week. And you're like, and Dave did the majority of the, especially the first few fucking hell. I used to say, you all right, don't let <laughs> out help. Because I knew full well, he's tearing his fucking hair out. You know, Dave's got like, he's got family there. He's got kids. He's got a fucking job. He's working on, you know, and, and we, I thought I'm nearly done it I'm halfway through it. But it's a labor of love because you love it and i think that's why we trimmed the podcast down now all our podcasts are less than an hour pretty much aren't they because yeah. and it, and it's not from I don't think the content suffered. We were probably going too in-depth, walking scene by scene on a review of a movie. When you listen to the old stuff, and I put them on every now and again, listening to like the quality of the sound has improved and not realising that it has, as we bought better equipment and we got better and better software and we're editing and stuff. But just listening to us talk scene by scene about a fucking film like Nick Fury, Agent of the Shield, which is absolute <laughs> shit. But also amazing because it's the Hof. So it's like we 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 absolutely love that episode. But when you listen, Mike, you're like we talked for like an hour and forty five, an hour and fifty, and I, and all I can think of, Mike, is fucking. Oh, Dave must have been terrible. It must be nearly three three and a half hours worth of editing to get it to you know, get it to print, basically. And, and that sounds daft, but it's stuff you think of when you're producing a podcast between us. It's, it's the back, like days of our social media stuff, you've got the the editing takes more than anything. That's more than presenting, to be honest. It's, it's, so, it's such a great hobby that we love. And I don't want to sound like a moaning because I'm not. We, we do a podcast every day, literally. One of us is pretty much editing a podcast every single day uh, with our various different projects but it speaks more we've got it to a point where we can manage all of them by just condensing the time but hopefully not Getting rid of the quality that we had initially, so I think you just learn that we've learned that less is more sometimes with the quality, the quantity, and the quality of the quantity, the quality of the podcast. Because we know what hopefully people listen, and we haven't seen a drop in in listeners, so we just go with it, and it and it seems to be working for us. So I just think it's there. It's, it's something you learn over time, and it's a great learning experience. Two, three, four hundred episodes later, and we're at a, a bit of a flow, a bit of a rhythm, and and I get that with any job what you do and this isn't a job it's a a hobby we're absolutely so passionate about
0: yeah i mean with linking to with stars comics and canon one of the things i found when um, i was doing that was i think the first few episodes i did they're creeping up and becoming longer again like the last couple i've done were half an hour 40 minutes long and i'm trying to i'm trying to keep them a little bit less not i'm not going to sacrifice quality or content to make it fit into this small thing and i know that you guys aren't, aren't doing that either but when the early days i'd record and i'd be like oh man, that's going to be so long. And then I'd edit it down. It's only like 15 minutes. And I'm not used to that in the same way because in Genuine Chit Chat, whenever I'm not talking, someone else is. Whereas in, obviously, when I'm doing it just myself talking in a room, it when I'm not talking, no one is. And that's nothing. And a weird thing about editing that was, um, I was finding that when I was speaking... I'd mess up, so I'd trip over my words or something. And obviously, in a normal conversation, if you trip over your words, it doesn't really matter if there's two of you because you bounce off each other. But when it's you solo doing a podcast, just your voice, in my opinion, you have to be a little bit more stringent, especially with the way I'm doing it. It's meant to be about Star Wars, not about me tripping over words and things. So I try and keep it clean-ish as well. And I just try to swear at it and stuff, whereas I have in Chinua Chit I swear quite a bit. And it's, it's it's the editing of it is different. But what I've learned is... In Styles Comics and Canon, if I ever say the wrong thing or I mess up really badly, I don't stop the recording like I did. I mean, this is only like 12. Like, I've only been doing 12 episodes. I've only been doing it for a couple months or a few months. And I'm already realizing things that I was doing only a couple months ago. And I'm still learning. Because, yeah, i trip over words and then I'd immediately correct myself and then keep on going. And then when I go through the editing, I have to listen to every second because I know I've tripped up somewhere and I need to align yeah. it. Whereas... Now, I know when I've recorded with you guys in Comics Emotions, sometimes when you do the intro bit, one of you trips over you once completely and you're like, right, let's take a one or two second pause and try again. And then we get to edit. You see this big gap and you're like, that's not an awkward silence or a latency gap. That's a gap gap for a reason.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then when yeah. you see that, that's now with co- comics and canon, I'll basically just kind of skip. I'll, oh, but if I mess up in any way, I'll just stop for a second or so and then continue again. And then editing is, oh, it's so much easier doing it that way but it's obviously a different uh it's a different thing to handle than a conversational podcast editing compared to a solo podcast editing
1: yeah i mean we've we've tripped up a few times haven't we chris because yeah i mean you're i i've done it maybe two or three times where you basically top and tail you know your audio tracks so Mm. you know i'll kind of like, just make sure the beginning's right, make sure the end's right, and you you know that the conversation just flowed. So you don't have to go back, but then you forget that at some point you went, oh, fucking hell, and something or other. <laughs> <all right." laughs> I tell you, it wasn't one of my or Chris's. Uh it was it was back when I was doing the coaching. Now I was pretty militant in making sure that we didn't swear on that coaching podcast because it was all around grassroots coaching and coaching kids. So it's not appropriate for me if you're doing that and you're swearing on the podcast. But I did all the editing for that one. and I just remember there was this one episode. <laughs> my co-host, Ben, he had some builders in the house and they were trying to pull a fast one or something. And he did sort of, not to them, I think he was he was shouting to his wife or something and did shout that... <laughs> see next Tuesdays <laughs> and I'm somehow I missed that in the editing <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it was like oh just remember, a minute just a minute Dave I think it might have been you actually Chris I rang <laughs> <Yes>, it's <I'm> fucking <laughs> old Dave <laughs> it's like just a minute Dave and he's shouting down he's like oh, okay, you know effing and blinding and, and C wording and uh yeah so Oh, I was mortified that I'd missed that. I was <laughs> crying. I was crying
2: because I, t- I, t- I tell you why. It was the fact that Ben's persona is, he, I, you know, I've never met him in person, but we did like the Chat Footy podcast together and that. And he, he's very sort of dry and he's very calm. and Very measured. Uh, yeah, very <laughs> measured. <laughs> he's having a wobble And I rang David and went, you do know that there's a section in the middle where he's fucking having a pop with his missus about something. And Dave's like, oh, fuck. But <laughs> to be fair, mate, I did it last week, didn't it, Dave? Fucking VHS there, forgetting that there was a section in the middle where Dave, <laughs> Dave had to go to the door it was uh, jade was walking the dog and i fucking left it in didn't max was like you know there's a gap of two minutes in the middle you?" and i was like oh for fuck's sake and i had to go in and then re-edit and i was like you absolute balance so i've had my fair share as of- luckily we weren't fucking having a pop at anybody. Were we? <laughs> <would> have been-
1: <laughs> oh <I> no, <know>, Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, I tell you, what, I, I did one, which was terrible
0: and I was so embarrassed by it. And it was, it wasn't an editing thing. It's even worse. And I had, um, there's a podcast I listened to called in the black podcast. And it's one of my favorite indie podcasts. And, um, I've been a fan of this for ages and I, I messaged um, the the host, uh, the, the main one of them, Big O, and he. they were really up for coming on the show and things. And they made this thing. I was like, um, cause there's all about giving a black perspective and things. And they are three working class uh, black gentlemen in America and things. And so when they came on my show, they were like, we just want to let you know that you're like our first, the first white podcast we've been on. And that's what sort of thing we had. They had some pops at me and things for that. And it was fun. It was all, uh, you know, banter and jovial and things. And uh, we they did good promo for it and everything. And, This is literally my most embarrassing podcasting moment ever, and I feel like such a dick. I uploaded the wrong audio file, and I didn't realise for about five days until Big O messaged me and said, you know that podcast, part one that we're on, that isn't us. And I was like, what? And this was one where it was probably one of the, if not the biggest podcast, the one I was the most excited to share. They've got a fairly big audience. <laughs> and obviously, them being the whole podcast was all about the black perspective. And it was so ironic that the fucking white boy managed to fuck up the one podcast about the black perspective. And for the first five days it was up, there was it was me talking with a guy who's the week before Christopher Gurg and it's about like uh cyber security and things it's a great chat, but it couldn't be more polar opposite and I didn't even realize and what happened is I uploaded it I uploaded it to like three places, but the, the last place is popping where it goes basically everywhere and mm-hmm. that was the place that I did it wrong and I just had when I cl- you know when you click choose a file, I just clicked the file one above it to the the old one. And oh my, I was so embarrassed. And I was like, this was the one podcast that I've tried really hard to promote and I was so excited for and everything. And I saw there was a <laughs> spike of about 100 more people listening than normal on the at the day it came out because of the, the listeners of In The Black podcast. And obviously they downloaded it the day it came out. It wasn't even with the people they downloaded it for. And then when part two came out, there was no listener spike because I'd fucked it up. And I was just no. like, oh. And I spoke to a big and apologized. He was like, oh, that's no, fine. These things happen and stuff. But I was just like, my kind of, not opportunity. They're not, they don't have a podcast that gets millions of listens. It wasn't like a Joe Rogan opportunity, but it was a really cool way to not only get into some a new demographic of some degree that I may not have gotten to, but one I've been hyping up so much. And I just fucked it up. And I didn't, it, it wasn't even like, oh, I messed up. And the next day I realized, I didn't realize my own guest had to tell me. And it's like,
1: oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> That's just the worst. That's brutal, isn't it? it it's mortifying. Uh, but, you know, we're all one man bands, aren't we? And again, mm. just back to the original point can we be more the sum, than the sum of our parts? I, I, I think so. But when you are an indie creator, an indie podcast creator, it is fucking hard to get that episode out there mm. and uh you know do everything perfectly because there's no supply chain there's no checks and balances there's no cute quality control checks in there unless you do them yourself so yeah it is hard i, I feel for you
0: <laughs> well, i used to check the podcasts quite a lot but obviously that was the only time i've ever done it and that was episode 80 something and obviously a lot of part ones and part twos so i think release wise it's about 120th or something so it's like i've been doing at that point it's been like two years you know i did always download an episode just as soon as it got uploaded i'll double check it just to be sure and i'm pretty certain it had only been about five episodes maybe 10 episodes before that i actually stopped checking them And that was just like, oh, and obviously, yeah, it's it's the one man band thing. And it is, I've had it before sometimes where it's like a Sunday night because obviously I release on Sundays and I'm like, I'm I'm editing and stuff and obviously doing a passion project. I love podcasting and stuff, but it gets to a point where I've been busy in the day and Sunday, so I had to do it in the evening. And it's one of those podcasts where sometimes the audio for one of the guests is a bit screwed up and you can't align it properly or certain things. If the recording goes wrong, you have to keep making sure things haven't uh, messed up and things. And I've been on that and it's been like 11.30 at night and I've I've not even finished editing yet. And I'm just like, is this really worth it? And then as soon as I record a single episode and or I get one person message me, uh, normally it's Tony, uh, saying that they appreciate the episode, immediately it's like, oh, it makes it all worth it. And I feel almost like a dick to myself and almost my own fans for thinking to myself, oh, is it really worth it? Just because I've pratted about on a Sunday and spent too much time and then, you know, it's late and I've maybe had a couple too many beers and it's a Sunday night and it's taking me twice as long to edit stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you say that. I mean, we kind of... So one of the other podcasts that we mentioned in the past, the Love Island cast, we recently rebranded to the C for Charlie, D for Delta <laughs> <laughs> reality cast, which I realized when you say it fully, it sounds like CD. Um, so the CD podcast <laughs> that we do is just or CD reality cast that we do. Um, we just decided to open it up from Love Island because you know with lockdown and everything we don't know when the next love island will be so we're like well we'll we'll we've built up a following now and we you know we'll kind of just look at other reality dating tv shows and we'll kind of wing it you know we'll just pick a show and we'll run with it and then hopefully people will listen you know build it and they will come kind of thing and we chose this like little british show called single town which i hadn't heard of before to be honest and and it doesn't look like it it had a massive following um uh, and if you look at their social media it's, it's nothing it's, it's completely different gravy from love island really small so we and and then ITV2 catch up took the bloody thing offline <laughs> and so we were halfway through the series and then we were like shit we can't actually finish this off and um we were like okay well let's just find out what we can find out from like youtube and instagram and stuff find out where they are now and then just do a wrap up episode No sooner had we sort of said that than two people from two different continents reached out to us and said, look, I've got it on there. I've got it recorded so we can do like a Skype conference or a Zoom conference or something and you guys can watch it from my TV and, you know, (laughs) know, so you can carry on the podcast that way because we, we'd sort of started covering this other show and we had to say on that other show that, well, actually, you know, we're not going to be able to finish this previous Singletown show. And so it, it, it. It, you can't help but be inflated by that, mm-hmm. you know, and just having that feedback. I think we all do it for ourselves more than anything. You know, we want to get that content out there to be proud of it. But having that feedback as well, I, I would be surprised. People may say that they, you know, they don't care. Like the 100% artist, you know, probably French or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, proper, like, I do it for the art but most of us normal human beings, you know, we'd like a bit of validation as well, That you know, and that positive feedback and it. It was great, wasn't it, Chris? Because I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Someone's offering for us to beam into their homes, you know, point the lamp- laptop in front of their TV, interfere with their evening, even though they've probably watched the episode themselves already. You know, it's just like the lengths that they'll go to
2: for us to be able to talk for shit about
1: it for 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs>
2: And, and that's the thing, and it's humbling because we, we mentioned it before. But that podcast has no preparation. And then, literally, we sit there, we watch it. I have even oh, the only preparation we got, Mike. I don't make notes usually, but literally, with some of these newer ones we're doing, I am sat there on my phone, just putting little pointers down and my phone. I never done that ever, and it's all off the cup. But it's like 15, 20 minutes of us talking shit, ripping the fuck out of people, all done like not you know tastefully, not like in a. You know, we're trying to absolutely bring people down. But if we see bad behaviour, we just fucking say it, don't we? So, uh, and I'm the worst for that, as you can tell. I'm terrible for it. But it, it's one of them where the chemistry between us works. And we get letters and emails. And this isn't like a, a boasting thing, because it's not. And we've looked at, like, the downloads for this show, which has only been running for just over a year. We started it uh, last June. What, is not even a year yet, David? Oh, is it, it yeah, Just year, last June, when Love yeah. Island was starting the end of June. Mike, we're talking like we're going to be hitting nearly 100,000 downloads. And we're like, "Wow, how the fuck are we hitting a 100? And that's not a boasting thing at all because we put so, so much work into the podcast. We're both proud of it, but we're proud of it thinking like, if I hit 100,000 downloads, I'd want it to be on like the VHS or the comics, or I would love it to be on the football one more than anything, because that was like mine and Day's passion. But it's, like, it's just ridiculous. It's like I mean, We get involved in these fake romances and dramas. And me and David text each have you seen that? Oh my God, I can't wait to talk about it. And it's like, what have we become? You know, we were singing in front of audiences about 10 years ago you know quite big places and stuff we had a good following in the band and then now we're sat there slacking off a reality show <laughs> <laughs> it's just
1: like we did have one of our mates coming on and and, and again you you've worn oh, your glory. reality tv you know uh, y- you've had your colors firmly nailed to the mass for years chris and everyone's taking yeah. the piss out of you for a, for a long time but one of our mates was like came on and basically tore me a new one by saying dave I I understand it from Chris. What the fuck are you doing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah, normal. You're
1: the normal one. You know? <laughs>
2: you're, you're the man of reason. You know, Chris. I I've watched reality stuff since day dot. I even tried to get onto Big Brother. Coincidentally, Dave, they're doing a best of Big Brother episodes so that's coming on soon on Channel Four. If you fancy. Some oh of you. really? Anyway, that's for another another conversation. But my it's funny because the guy who said it was the drummer in our band. And he got called out on it, and I thought it was hilarious. We were crying, weren't we? Because he come he on, he's a great guy, <laughs> and he's a good friend of to his wedding last year. He's a great guy. <laughs> but someone called him out on it, and he was like "They're offended, wasn't he? And I was like, this is just like anything. You put yourself out there on any platform, you're always going to get somebody giving you shit. It doesn't matter how good or bad you are. And like, we got a one-star review because on the love island, because he said, these two don't know women. I was like, what have yeah. we fucking married for years? Let's have it right.
1: We, we had him on twice, and we got two one-star reviews, and both <laughs> of them were the day after he came on. Now, I'm not saying it was... 100% him are. it just you know i'm just correlating two things together <laughs> but i don't know i hope he's never going to listen to this chris because i, I don't think we've oh, ever i do i'll with... give some shit for it dave we, 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 really we haven't spoken to him about that but someone you know and and we have quite an active community when, when love island's on you know people are responding to us on twitter and you know, again. They, Our followers ended up interacting with each other. And so, you know, you end up with this little community kind of thing. But basically, this one guy from Australia absolutely tore fucking strips, you know, on Twitter, basically saying, who is that boring? See you next Tuesday (laughs) on here. I just... Just tore him a new one, like proper 100%
2: trolling. (laughs) So I I think you reached out to him, didn't you, Chris? Yeah, yeah. I just said to him, I said, look – um, Pleaser said he, he, he's a good friend of ours you know I'm, I've got no problem if you don't like it. and he's like I'm really sorry so he took the tweet down and then in the private. he went he's fucking shit don't have him on again Chris <laughs> you know, like, because people that passionate about the show and then like we, we had like uh, this there's a girl from sh- uh, New York Kayla and, and she literally emailed us Mike every single episode and in the end we were calling her the queen of the emails the queen of the show and every episode she was like this person can fuck off and go on a massive well, we read out all the emails. We're getting, at one point, we were getting like six, seven, eight emails per show. And wow. you're like, how the fuck are we doing? The whole show was like nearly 15 minutes was reading emails. Someone sent one in, didn't he, Dave? And Dave had to jump off the call and we edited it so it sounded like Dave was there. Five minutes later, I'm still reading <laughs> this email, Mike. Oh, fucking hell. People are like, so oh.
1: passionate about it, though. And again, I, I, I still say that the people who listen are the people who get to the end of the show, but they don't want the conversation to be over. Mm. So, you know, they're waiting for us to be able to record and then release the episode so that they, they can almost be involved in that conversation. And yeah, it, it was just bizarre. <laughs> and and again, this is so weird for a couple of fucking ultimately Mike middle-aged blokes, right? Watching reality <laughs> TV. But I'm looking at the stats now, like 71% of our audience is female our biggest proportion of you know if you look at age groups and stuff is 23 to 27 year olds we've got 32 percent so our sort of sweet spot is females in the 23 to 27 year bracket (laughs) and it's like listening to me and chris talk about these fucking fake romances on reality tv
2: it is just bizarre (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is. It's, and then what makes it worse, Mike, is when Dave's um, podcasting partner um, decides that when we're doing the UK one, we'll be getting all this success, that we will do the US one at the same time because they overlapped for nearly a month and we were doing two podcasts a day for them to having to watch them both at different times because of the American time difference then do Comics in Motion, then do the VHS Strikes Back. Oh yeah, to say I, I was off yeah. Dave's Christmas card list. Was Fucking hell, that was, that was brutal, wasn't it? I just yeah. literally had to
1: wake up in the morning, watch the American Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> you know, having, having got a head full of UK Love Island that I'd just watched, you know, the previous evening. And ah, oh, two shows a day was, was rough. And it, and it was, was it five or six days a week? I think the US was five and the UK was six, wasn't it? You know, slightly different, but... But that was brutal. So you know, the fact that we've got nearly a hundred thousand downloads is more because we've got so many fucking shows. <laughs> 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 Only ten downloads per episode. <laughs> it, it is a weird one. I mean, with my, with, I have
0: interest with with comics and motion. Um, but no, I'll say what I saying first. I don't get much listener feedback, which is fine because that I don't have a specific niche. I don't have the same audience. My I've always kind of been saying, you know. I just want to have these interesting conversations with people, and I record them and put them on the, on the internet. They're more for me, really. But obviously, I do cater to the audience to some degree and things. But I don't really get anyone contact me saying, "Oh, the show was amazing." Unless it's Tony, uh, say the show was amazing or this, that, or the other. <laughs> Apart in the last like two years, I think other than Tony, I've probably had about three to five people, maybe who I don't know already, who listen to the podcast and send me some sort of message. And that's fine. I don't, I don't do it for the messages. But obviously, my podcast is there's no niche. So just listen to a podcast if you like it, maybe check out the subscription. But if you love one of the episodes of the podcast, you're not necessarily going to love the next one or two. But with Comics Emotion and VHS Strikes Back and the other podcasts that aren't the reality
2: cast, do you guys get much uh, listener interaction with those? You know what? It's funny we were talking about this. The VHS one like we've done Smoke in the bandit and obviously Dave is my favorite film ever, ever. Although it is just the ultimate film for me. We send a tweet out on that mic and it just goes crazy. Like I think people around our age, mine and Dave's age, they just relate to it only Dave and we get a load of shit. And then like people listening. And I've mentioned another film called Eat My Dust, which I remember as a kid and it stars Ron Howard, Richie Cunningham. And, I genuinely don't really remember it, but I remember absolutely loving it. Like this VHS holy grail that I used to have to rent when I went in the in the video shop. And so many people want to talk about these old films that we shit on Top Gun, and people just messaging away. Whereas with the comics, it's the same sort of downloads. But I don't know whether it, because you've got people from all over the world. Like at one point, I think with the comics on podbeam we had like over three thousand followers, didn't we, Dave? And it was like, yeah. where the hell? Are these people coming from? And They were all over the place, Mike. But interactions wise, it's very hit and miss. You know, we, we, I don't know whether it's just one of them where they don't send it through. It's it's not from us wanting to try and all the downloads, but I I don't know. I I don't. I can't work out what that is as such. But at the end of the day, we're still getting the numbers. It's just interesting. I think it's a great question to be honest, Mike. How? that works. And I think the, the thing is when we do the reality stuff, it's throwaway paper, th- paper, it's newspaper, you know, chip shop newspaper stuff, because once you've done an episode, it's pretty much dead in the water until someone goes and watches it on a box set, because it's, it's got a timestamp on it from that day, especially Love Island. It's on for six weeks. But whereas we did streamline the comics and that, where we used to do like a, a new section for 20 minutes and we cut all that out because we didn't want a timestamp on the episodes because we thought, well, if someone watches an episode and we're giving all this news out, it's not going to be relevant in two years, three years' time. Do you know what mm. I mean? So we, we've done it that way. So um, it's a good one, that We'd have to have a look at it properly. But I, I know for a fact that the VHS ones, for some daft reason, people just love it when we shit on the movies, don't they? <laughs> yeah.
1: And I think it it's one of those that kind of – there's a passion about it. And, and I'm sure there's like a volume thing as well. There are so many, you know – different comic podcasts that all have their own little niches and again that's why I'm passionate about what we're creating here because you know there's all these different niches and I don't I don't know of another podcast that has the coverage that we do and we're not finished yet Mm. you know we've got four different shows all uniquely identified we've got three other days of the week there that we can fill up just it has to be the right person and it has to be the right concept but Yeah, in terms of that interaction, I guess, you know, if we, I don't know, kind of cover Avengers Endgame, well, there's a million other podcasts that do that, and are we going to come up with that unique perspective that no one else has done to date? Hmm. Maybe, maybe not. You know, we're not trying to do that. All we're trying to do is to try and dissect it and, you know, give our own opinions and, and have a conversation about it. But there are less kind of retro... You know, when we set up the VHS Strikes Back, it, it was intended to be that golden era of home video, you know. So basically, when we were growing up, mostly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are things there from the 70s, uh, which you'd probably recorded off TV. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure that wasn't legal either, but, you know, everyone did it. Um Right up to about 2005. So I think it was 2005 when DVDs finally outsold VHS. so we were like yeah we have got a a big spectrum there if you're looking at mid 70s to mid 2000s but let's just let's just do it for fun we have done almost nothing with the social media with that channel but again we get the same we have a smaller number uh downloads smaller number of listeners but they're all very passionate and very loyal and you know they don't agree a lot of the time with what our opinions are and i think quite a lot of the time you know Chris and I don't agree with each other's opinions. And I think, again, it's just people feeling like they're part of that conversation. And like I say, just indulging in something, you know, from the past that, that you know, the, the nostalgia is, it's always better when you remember back, isn't it? Than when you actually, yes. you know, you're in the present. So yeah, there's something about that VHS one that, that kind of triggers people to want to interact, even though we've got a smaller number of listeners. Whereas, I think, Chris, it's fair to say, Love Island, we get the most interaction, don't we, by far. And I think that is a numbers game. We've got a lot more listeners there. Again, it's it's in the public zeitgeist at that time. And so, yeah,
2: we, we get tons of emails. And, yeah, it's brilliant. I think as well, Mike, sorry to just jump okay, in quickly, is that also works against us because Big Mouth here made a observational comment about one of the contestants on Singletown in the first episode, and uh, he chased me on Twitter and wanted to know what I'd been saying. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't always work for the best that (laughs) sounded the interaction. So, Mr. Gobby here, sometimes it does work against me as well. But um, we're just very opinionated on that. And I think what it is, people like the fact that it's not about being PC and that because we're not, but we're not going to toe the line. You listen to the official Love Island one and it's fucking vanilla. They'll be saying stuff like, Oh, did you see when she pulled the bikini bottoms out of the crack of her ass? Oh, yeah, and everyone goes, "Oh, oh that's amazing!" And, oh, by the way, we're sponsored by McCain. <laughs> where we'll be like, "Did you see that fucking prick trying to on with that girl? He's a dickhead!" And that this is like how we speak on it. So people message us and go. It's fucking amazing. You just like when I'm watching it, and that's I think why it's relatable and why we get more interactions because we don't hold back on what we say at all. It's like it's all done within the confines of you know we're not trying to be bullies or anything like that, but literally we're just calling out bad behaviour. And, and I think that's why it gets more interactions, more relatable because you're not we're not sponsored by anybody, we're not affiliated by anybody, which is probably why because the way we are. But <laughs> it just seems to hit a niche for what we do and we really we love doing it it's ridiculous but we just love talking about it
0: yeah and it's it's, it's a weird one is it yeah because with i think um dave touched upon it slightly earlier which was um with the love island cast reality cast it, it is that thing of within the week of it coming out it spikes and i presume that any of the older episodes after the first week or so die down quite a lot whereas my shows there's been a couple of episodes i've Released that have had like second wins, and I don't know if someone shared it in a circle, not tagged the podcast at all, and it's just kind of gone up. But there's been a couple of episodes I've done. There's, there's one I think with my mate Carla, um, he one of the early ones, is within the first 20, I think, and it's one of my most downloaded episodes. But I only started doing that about six to eight months ago. It just randomly because I don't either the numbers that much, it's just every time I upload an episode on Sunday, I'll glance at the statistics and stuff just to see if there's any major spikes or anything like that. and. Whenever Tony's on, there's a spike. <laughs> so clearly, he's got a lot more interaction with his Twitter followers <laughs> uh, than potentially I do. But apart from that, it, it's, it's it's weird because mine are like, yeah, I get the spike initially for my subscribers. So I have like a general idea how many people are subscribed. And then each episode will get, you know, one or two every couple of weeks, generally. But then the odd one will just randomly, for like two weeks, will get like 100 downloads. And you're just like, that episode came out like eight months ago. I don't even know what. What caused that? Well, see, sometimes it's just something happened in the news to talk about this thing. Someone Googled it and maybe the podcast came up. So it is it is a very odd medium, podcasting and things, but it is it is just fun.
2: It is. And I think just to finish it all off, yeah. and again, I think it's a great point you made. Is we used to, from Podbeam when they used to host our shows, we used to just put all the shows directly onto our YouTube channel. And we have got literally the back catalogue of, say, the first 80 to 100 episodes of Comics Emotion are on our YouTube channel. And we've got some of them. <laughs> we did the, – What's was, was that one, Dave? You're going to talk, talk, talk the, about it, the losers, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, the losers. And um, we put the losers on, and it's just me and Dave doing the review, and it clearly says Comics Emotion review of the losers, you know, 2010 or whenever it come out. And we get so much abuse from, I think it's Mexico Colombia or or something, from these people. It's in Spanish. And they just absolutely roast us because the podcast is an hour and 45, which is about five minutes shorter than the actual film. They think they're getting the full film. And we have like fucking 50,000 downloads on the YouTube channel. We've not tagged it. We've not done anything. But when you put put the losers in, it comes up as the third search or the second search. And it (laughs) looks like some cult classic in South America. And then we've got other ones there that have just hit it out the park with like thousands. And then you get another one where it's like five downloads, 10 downloads on YouTube, because we don't do anything with it. It just goes on there as an audio file playing our loop of the the, the logo for an hour and a half. Well, I I don't understand the, the metric of
1: it. You know, I've just literally, as we've been doing it, right, i just typed in losers, and we come up as the sixth. Uh, ep- it, it was actually, that's weird. It comes up, it was our sixth episode on Comics in Motion, and it comes up in, you know, YouTube as the sixth entry there. And because we're using, like, the, the poster, and it's an hour and 47 minutes, I think people are clicking on it. Even though, like Chris said, it says the losers 2010 review And we we just had all this abuse coming through, but you know what? Fuck it, it's got loads of listeners. (laughs) (laughs) They all fucking dislike it. (laughs) Yeah, and
0: it's um, we're we're getting off towards the end now because it's getting a bit late. But there's just one more thing I want to ask, just because of uh, that YouTube thing, and then we'll uh, sign off. But with YouTube, I'm I'm kind of torn because obviously you guys said, uh, and I think I checked this the other day, where you've got. I think up to the 80 or something mark and then you guys stopped uploading to YouTube. I'm I'm torn with if if I should stop or not in like as in uploading to YouTube. Uh, like yeah, it's another it's another avenue for people to look at and I've I've had like an extra in the last couple of months I've had like 10 or 15 more subscribers or something like lowish but a fair amount. But none of my videos have had any more views and all of them bar the first like four pretty much all of them have got less than like 20 views, which is fine. It's not it's not about the numbers thing. But what I worry about is if I contact a guest or something and say, hey, do you want to come on? And then they just, you know, put you into YouTube, see every... There's certain videos on there that have been up for like a year that have got literally zero views. Zero. Mm-hmm. Because And it's like... Is I've got like I've got little business cards and stuff which I've got for genuine chit chat because I've got them made uh, quite cheaply and stuff and obviously I can do graphic design and things. So when I was going out and being more sociable before well, <laughs> the lockdown and things, I'd, be, I'd just take a couple with me and when I you know meet someone randomly when you're drunk, you just give them a, a card and hope they listen. And I've got YouTube on there, so I feel like I can't really take it off YouTube, and it's not it's not that much extra work to put it on there. But I didn't know if you guys stopped doing it because it was effort or because you felt. That it maybe hurt the
1: how it looks. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think Ch- change the provider hosting provider. That was it. So it, yeah, it was really yeah. easy to just say, "Do you want to push it to YouTube?" Tick. Yes. There you go. I know Libsyn and platforms like that do it as well. But because we changed hosting provider, it didn't offer that facility. In the very first episodes, I was doing it all manually. So I was editing video content to the to what we were doing, only for like the the start and the end, and then the middle of it is just our logo. Yeah. But um, I I think where we are at the moment, where it, there's just not really any payback for it. So unless mm. you're doing like a live broadcast where you know you see other podcasts, don't you, and they're beaming into the studio, so you can actually see people moving about. For me, if you're going to put something on YouTube, it has to be some kind of visual content as well as audio. Mm. I I just don't think there's any value. uh, You've got a lot more reach with YouTube. A lot more people watch YouTube than they do listen to podcasts through whichever device and what have you. But I, I don't know. For me, it's just not worth it because it's the wrong medium.
2: Yeah. yeah, And I I do, like I've done travel vlogs for like the last two years and like I pay for something called TubeBuddy, which is like three pound a month. And basically I can, what it is with YouTube, it's your tags, your search bars, you've got to use all the techniques. So if you say you, say like me and Dave doing the Avengers, right? And and we're doing the Avengers review. What you've got to do is you've got to put the right tags in. You can only have 800 characters in your tags, but you've got to tag your YouTube videos. So what you're doing is you're looking for a title. So what you do is you put in your search bar of YouTube, Avengers, Avengers Endgame, and you'd look at every single, say the first 10 that come up, Avengers Endgame. Make a note of them. That's your first 10 tags. Then you go on Google and put Avengers Endgame in. And see what comes up. And your first 10 things in the search bar on Google, they're your next load of tags. Then you would tag your show. So you always have to have your show name in it. You've always got to have something like relatable, like podcast or podcaster or whatever. You put them in. And then it's a case of you then look at the end game and you would, and then through this tube buddy what you do is you put your URL in of your video even if you've not uploaded it but you've like got it there and it's a planned schedule thing you then put it up against a similar podcast or similar and look at that and it'll show their tags what they've done and how many listeners they've had what you and I do all that and look my YouTube channel I've got about I've got about 300 uh, subscribers but my actual, watchable numbers are really good for me out uh subscribers i've got friends of mine who do a lot of the vlog in the vegas and new york stuff they've got like a thousand uh, subscribers but they've not got any more you know views to me like my my biggest video on there on, on my vlogging stuff's is 5, 000 uh views but i've got like say 35 40 videos and i've got nothing less than say two 300 views on them hmm. um He's not got me any money, but I know that I'm halfway there to monetizing my channel. So when we go on holiday again because obviously it's when you go away, I only do the yeah. vlog, then hopefully that'll come. But you, with YouTube, you've got, it's like anything, it's like Instagram and, and Twitter. And we, we and Dave are like that. We don't completely do it properly, but there is an art to it. And you've got to be so fucking committed, the consistency of it. And YouTube is all about watching more videos because there's so many content creators. It's so much more harder to make money to get people to watch your content now. And I do think there's the visual side of it, we are... Behind me and Dave, but in the same respect, we pretty much we couldn't release them as visual podcasts. Some of the shit that we say that never goes in the show, we would never be able to do it, would we, Dave? You know, it's just I'm terrible for just fucking throwing random shit out there, Mike. That just I, some of it doesn't even make sense. But also, I'm too honest. my <laughs> swearing is out of control most of the time, so it's like you couldn't do that. I'm not saying you're not allowed to swear. What's Joe Rogan's podcast? Things like that, but to make it polished than that to do a live podcast for what we do as much as i want to do one i think you're also putting handcuffs on yourself because you've still got to you, you really stuck to your content for the, that time. So I did it on my game streaming. I've got like a game streaming channel. I've got hundreds of videos on there. Some of them, I've got hundreds of listeners. And exactly like you just said, I've got some I've got a fucking listener on and it's two hours of me talking to myself <laughs> because you're putting it on a stream like a Twitch or a mixer and I'm chatting shit about a game and you might think you've got... A, and that's what they say. You've just got to get used to talking to yourself and just stuff like that. It's so difficult, like really is. I've tried every technique possible and I even change my videos every few months and the tags and stuff to get me up them search things and it's fucking really hard it really is
0: yeah i mean my last point in that will be um with youtube i was aware of the uh, the tags i think it's now it's a character count of 500 and total something similar to that and um that i know the title has to be 100 characters and things like that and when i do tags um i when i write my show notes and things uh I wrote the show notes and stuff, and then I write out loads of tags for... Because I've got, like, a WordPress site that I... That's what I use for the first six months or so of podcasting when i was uploading stuff for free before i needed a higher bandwidth and that's why i started paying for podbean and stuff so i'd write out all these tags and things um, and i use most of them for youtube and then i also change those tags into hashtags but i make them applicable and so every time when i'm editing and stuff i've got three sets of 30 hashtags specifically for instagram because i try and post three times a week with uh to do new episodes with different hashtags and i do like variants of it so if it's like a movie podcast i going to take. i'll have hashtag movie hashtag movies hashtag movie podcast and then one of them will go on the first set of 30 one will go on the second set of 30 and the, you know what i mean and it's like yeah. i'm quite meticulous with it and i've spoken with that with frank burton who we spoke about very early on in this podcast um and uh, he's been on my show a couple of times and things but he's completely come off social media as in facebook twitter and everything and he said that his numbers have not only not suffered but they've actually been growing since he did it which I'm, I'm just like I can't, I, I can't fathom that because I'm not saying he's lying in any way, but I'm just like I feel like if I stop social media tomorrow, which part of me wants to do because it does, it's quite a ball ache like sometimes on a late night, and I'm like, oh crap, I'm posted about any new episodes for ages. It is one of the things i was like, am I actually reaching people and are people seeing these things on Instagram and actually listening to my show, or is it really just the same ten people who see my thing, like it, and then no one else who likes it is actually listening? and i think that's one of those annoying questions you can't really know the answer to
1: unless you stop yeah i think it's a leap of faith isn't it i, I can't see i mean there must be some other variable going on there mustn't there but mm, yeah i
0: think it's it kind that.
1: of podcasting 101 you you kind of have to get your you have to get your voice out there somehow because mm. unless you you know you have a killer niche and that yeah. is the best way isn't it if you've got an absolute niche that someone is literally going to go to their podcast catcher and type in, and like I say, that's probably one of the things that benefited us with Love Island, that there just wasn't that many um, podcasts doing it, strangely yeah. enough. Um, so if you go in and type Love Island, you know, then we, at least in the early days, we were appearing one of the first. So you would automatically listen to us. And so unless you have that, you've got to push with social media and I think you've got we're not great at this, but I think you've just got to engage with people. You can't be like, you know, come and listen to my podcast or like that. I, I think you have to engage in conversations and try and help people and then, you know, if you're interested, actually you might you on Twitter I think you do a good job of it where you're like, you know, listen to these you know, if someone's asking for podcast suggestions, I'm still Pretty sure ninety percent of them are bots of some sort. Don't know why they <laughs> ask it, but you know. But you'll say, well, if you're looking for this, you know, listen to these. If you're looking for uh, looking for yeah. this kind of thing, listen to these. Oh, and if you know you've them, by the way, I do a podcast as well. I think I think it's a nice way of trying to help someone, but then do a little bit of sort of stealth promotion as well. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's all about everyone. Each individual podcast creator finding that sweet spot of doing what they need to do to get stuff out there, get listeners, you know, who are passionate about the same things, but just making sure it's sustainable because only, you know, what is it? Probably less than 1%, probably in that 0.1% podcasters are going to actually make money. Even the ones who have Patreons and everything and sponsorships and whatever, there's no way they get back what they put in. (laughs) So, you know, it's all the labor of love. And so you just have to find that sweet spot for yourself. What is sustainable to keep me going? Because, you know, that ultimately, if it becomes like a job, then you're going to give up. And there's lots in the podcast graveyard, isn't there? Mm,
0: exactly, especially for you guys <laughs> Shots
1: Yeah, right, well, that... bigger than most. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Wonderful, Well, thank you so much guys You've been very generous with your time I know it's getting late It's been really fun to have you on as It's always fun to chat with the two of you um, And if you just want to give a, um, a quick note Of your uh, your podcasts We've talked about it quite a lot But just let people know where they can
2: find you And we'll wrap up Okay, so um, we have the VHS Strikes Back Available on all podcast catching apps We've got Comics, emotion, which we've talked about, haven't we, Dave? What else have we got? We have the CD, which is C for Charlie, D for
1: Delta, <laughs> reality cast. And there, you know, we mostly this started out as the Love Island cast, but basically we've covered too hot to handle. Mike, you, you know, even you got sucked into that one. The <laughs> I did. <laughs> show. We did Love Is Blind, also on Netflix. Uh, we would started doing single town, and then we've recently there's two episodes out. But we have started to do what might be the trashiest reality TV show that we've ever come across before. And I use those words as a pun intentionally because in the the whole premise of the show is there's this lady. She's 41. She hasn't paired up. She hasn't found her soulmate or life partner or even the sperm donor. Uh, and so they've got 15 guys. Who the aim of the show is to win the competition and impregnate her so she can have a baby. Yeah. And the very first episode, they all have to go into, you know, they're all stood there and they've got this van with different doors on it. It's a bit like if you go to a festival or something, you've got those portaloos or whatever. Mm. They all have to go in and give a semen sample to test their sperm count, to check that they're, they're eligible to go forward in the show.
2: Well, while the while the girls there and all the lads are egging them on, it's yes. fucking <laughs> amazing.
1: What? <laughs> it is a crazy concept, but how can you not jump on the phone, you know, or jump on a podcast and just fucking dissect that? I, I and mean, it's just brilliant. So yeah, that's that's the latest one we're covering, which I, it's such a car crash, and we love it. Amazing. And
0: a quick uh, shout out as well to uh, Chris with your Wrestling Gold podcast, as well, which uh, is not, Dave is not associated with that podcast, but it's a Chris no. solo effort, uh, which not,
1: obviously not spoke until about uh, Chris gets his ass whooped by uh scott yeah and dave's
2: gonna be in scott's corner as his manager the
0: fucker yeah so uh (laughs) i can't wait for that and if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about listen to a couple episodes past of genuine chit chat where i had chris and scott on and we speak about exactly that um but yeah it's been absolutely fantastic to have you on as always guys and yeah i'm sure i'll have you
1: on again soon oh thanks a lot mate cheers mate catch you soon
0: and that's the end of the podcast thanks as always for tuning in guys coming up next week I've got a podcast due for recording on Thursday with a heavy band. If that all goes to plan, that will be the episode that gets released on Sunday. Don't know how long the chat's going to be, so don't know if it's going to be a one or two parter. So that'll be cool. Uh, the following week, I've got a chat with I've got a friend of mine uh, who I often see in Wales. It's not my friend Alex Hart who's been on the show a couple of times, but it's actually someone I met through him. He's starting up a podcast soon, and he's a great guy. I was going to have him on recently before the lockdown happened anyway so he's going to be coming on soon i've got a repeat chat with janine mercer planned so she'll be on again in the coming future and i've also got the episode with paul and emily from parent guide to gcse i've got a chat with them that's already been recorded and things so i'll be releasing that at some point too so i just want to kind of give an idea of the kind of stuff you get to experience so it's gonna be music ones an educational one and then one that's going to be about random stuff to do with i whales, i guess And another one, which is with Janine Mercer, which our chats always go around the weird and macabre and paranormal and all that sort of jazz. So they're the kind of things you can expect from Genuine Chit Chat over the coming weeks. I am guesting on mandatory marvel and dc in the coming weeks as well which obviously from this chat that you just listened to with the guys from comics emotion you'll know that mandatory marvel and dc is one of the many shows on comics emotion comics emotion is the main flagship podcast which has chris and dave reviewing comic book movies and things you've got indie comic spotlight with tony farina tony was on the show about four episodes ago um, we didn't really talk about indie comic spotlight but he was on the show uh max from mandatory marvel and dc him and dave from this chat they were on the show a couple weeks ago as well to talk about mandatory marvel and dc but also talk about the dc movies the what, what on earth the snyder cup means for justice league batman versus superman those sort of things and then there's my other show star wars comics and canon which can be found also on the feed of comics in motion i know that there's a couple other podcasters that are going to be getting involved as well but i'm not going to speak about them because it's not my place so there's going to be more coming on the comics in motion podcast uh, feed as you heard from more so spoken about in part one of this chat that chris and David me to get a different podcaster having a different show on their feed every day of the week Uh, that's generally how it is mine comes out on saturdays so for the weekend you've got saturdays star wars comics and canon and then on sundays you've got this show genuine chit chat that's pretty much it from me guys so unless you're interested in the next episode of star wars comics and canon i wouldn't listen any further Um, but i will just quickly say star wars comics and canon the episode that will have just been released so as of you guys listening to this it will be out by now is the second volume of the main run of star wars comics it's basically set between episodes four and five it's after luke you know blew up the death star and then vader's basically trying to search for him and things so the first volume was about how vader got luke's name and the second volume is about luke sort of training a little bit more he meets a guy called gracchus the hut which is quite cool on this planet called nar Shadda, uh which is the moon of now hutter the and now hutter is where the huts come from so it's quite a cool one where luke loses lightsaber to a Hut, and then he sees some jedi relics he gets trained up and things while you also learn about han solo's wife sana solo uh, as well as Chewie having a fight with a bounty hunter so that's what you can expect if you if you really like Star Warsy stuff and you're getting into Star Wars things a lot more I'd really recommend checking out my show because it's meant to be a guide for people who either if you're a super fan if you're a beginner or if you're just in the middle if you you don't have to subscribe necessarily to Comics in Motion I'd really recommend it but you can always just keep an eye on it and just see what episodes come up because if certain ones pique your interest the first episode I did was all about Kylo Ren and how he got his red lightsaber crystal what happened to him straight after the Jedi Temple stuff happened in episode 8 lots of different things like that. So that was episode 1 and then I've done I think I'm on episode 13 now. So there's some about the prequels, Obi-Wan and Anakin before episode 2 but after episode 1. There's these ones that are the main run of Star Wars comics between episodes 4 and 5. Sequel trilogy stuff. There's stuff to do with the solo comics to do with Rogue One, how Cassian and Or met K2SO. Lots of different things. So make sure you check that out and take a look because some of the episodes are a bit shorter, you know, 15-20 minutes while others kind of go up to more the 40-minute mark. So you know take take a look see what you like and really that's it for me guys there's not much else for me to add at this moment Uh, i have been on another episode of the room which is where i did my first bout of voice acting Uh, so that's another episode out for that so check out room podcast and you'll be able to find me on there i'll include links in the description and stuff and yeah just thanks so much for listening guys i really appreciate it thanks for checking out styles comics and canon thanks for listening to genuine chit chat and thanks for just being awesome i hope you're all staying safe i hope you're all dealing with the lockdown in a healthy way or as healthy as you can i wish good wishes to everyone you know and all your family and once again i just want to thank you for listening to the podcast so that's it for me guys and i'll talk to you next week